And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. And it's in, and we're here. How are you guys? How are you doing? What's I'm going good. on, man? What's going on is what we want to know. We're sitting here at uh, Zuckerman's Hangar, ready to deliver you guys a great show. David Gooding from Gooding & Company, one of our favorite auction companies, is going to be on in a minute. He's uh, Zooming in or WebEx, Cisco WebExing in. The interface sounds a little better. I've uh, played a little more with the mics. It's almost as good as it's going to get, as I understand it. Um, and he's got a, uh, you know, their whole business had to make a big pivot. So they're doing online auctioning, the geared online auction for Gooding & Company, August 3rd to the 7th. He's going to tell us all about that, some of the cool cars in there. Um, well, I hope he can bring his flash and pizzazz, what I've always really admired about him, to the online arena. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've looked at the cars. They sent me a preview of the cars. He's going to take us through six or seven cars. Um, there's a nice 911 ST there, Zuckerman, or, or an African rally car. A real one. A real one, yeah. It's pretty. You don't even want to look at it. It's so right great. hand or left hand? Right, uh, left hand. Yeah. LH, uh, LHD. Because um, you know in Africa, they, they're right hand drive, at least in South this Africa. This was a Porsche car that they brought to South Africa, I think. He's going he's gonna to tell us all about it. And it's actually the sample car that they didn't race. So it's the one that didn't get used. It's, wow. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's like a safari car, but also a rally car. It's really a beautiful little deal. Uh, white with a black meatball on the doors. Look at you giving me the eyes. Yeah. You give me the eyes to, to express enthusiasm. It looks good. You know, you just look at it and you just don't want to have to want something like that. But I want it. Um, big show last week, though. The, the Bronco Zuckerman. Huge response to People this. People love that car. The new Bronco, really, they did it right. They they blew this thing out of the water, and I, you know, I I, I suddenly want one of these. Now I'm confused that I have a Defender, but um, you know, everybody, the truck is a hit. I mean, there's no real other way to describe it. These things are going to be everywhere, aren't they? I think so. As um, long as there's no shenanigans with how they price it, how they make it available. If the dealers just push them out the door, and I think they will, they're going to they're gonna have a, a, they're gonna sell a lot of these things. There'll be shenanigans. Of course there's going to be. There's going to be shenanigans. Yeah, you, you give a $100 deposit, and that doesn't get you. The, it's just what oh, I went through with the Gladiator. With the gladiator. And I, I hope not. I reached out to the Ford Press people, and I said, look, why don't I like they have a launch edition. <laughs> Here's where I was with the Gladiator. First edition, launch edition. Hopefully it'll come out first, and I said, "Get get me one. I'll switch my uh, Land Rover order over to this." And uh, you know, but that was uh, PR. Uh, who, they, they're, there's a disconnect there. But I said, "Let me be your Bronco representative here in Los Angeles, because I don't think you can take a res- make a reservation for that edition anymore. They they just got gobbled up. I remember going to the site and it was just down. It was just sorry. They were overwhelmed, which is gobbled up the way you do peanut M and M's, mutated peanut M and M's, gobbled been doing right up. Those. Anyway, I wanted to read some of the res- uh, the uh, you know emails. Is usually how this stuff used to come in, but now people comment under the shows. Um, how hard was it uh, for you to interview a vehicle when you didn't have any pictures or videos, which is true. I had to do this was an embargoed uh, interview 
with Ford two weeks before the Bronco came out, so I had no information. What I did was I Googled what we know so far articles and kind of asked the central questions in there. That's uh, how we did it. Uh, Sonic the Monkey said Ford really nailed it on these. The two-door is especially appealing. It's clean and simple design with perfect proportions, especially with the Sasquatch wheels. There's a Sasquatch package, right? I don't know, but that's appealing to me. I would like a Sasquatch package. Um, I there wonder- were uh, lots of great, lots of we love this uh, this uh, Bronco comments. Lots of uh, fans of Hannah Elliott. Do more shows with Hannah Elliott. Earth, Wind, and Hannah was a great combination. Mm. Um, she was great. She, of course, came on to talk about um, the the petrolicious scandal. Um, news in the car world. Great show today, says Pep's dad. I now want a Bronco. Thank you. Um, let's see. More about Petrolicious. Some critiques of the webcast sound. Just know I'm working on this, guys, trying to make it great. If you do have any ideas, uh, send them to me, and I will try them. Um, some folks talking about the Ineos Grenadier, which mm. is that new Land Rover build that looks pretty good. Huh? Gren- Grenadier. Grenadine. I used Grenadier. to use that. It's not Grenadier. It's yeah. Grenadier. Uh, you know, it looks cool. I don't know enough about it yet to even have a decision about it. Um, lots of folks just hearing about the Petrolicious scandal for the first time and, uh, you know, worried that... Uh, uh, that we may lose half our fans, Zuckerman, and, ha- and felt obligated to tell us that. Really? Half? <laughs> half one and a half people? How do, how, do we, how do we get rid of one and a half people? Because we have three <laughs> listeners. And accusing us of talking politics. Well, I, you know, again, I feel like I shouldn't have to explain this to most of you, but those of you who are disgruntled, just understand this was a story that happened in the car community. Um, this was uh, racist comments left by the uh, the founder of Petrolicious, and the car community rose up against it. And I feel like that's fair game. It's not politics. That's just the world of cars that we live in. The ground is shifting. Uh, I think there's going to be, you know, I get the sense because there was an overwhelming amount of support for our bravery. For some reason, you have to be brave. We were brave last week. That's what somebody said that we had balls. We had, uh, yeah. We, I keep there meeting we- people are coming up and going, "Thank you for saying it." And I. It's really I, I, Hannah it's Elliott, first of all. She's the one who wrote the article in Bloomberg, and it's everybody else on social media. We just had them in. We just had them on to tell their I, story. I didn't think it was ballsy. It's funny. You should hang out with me some more because that, <laughs> I, I'm just going to always say I have no brain. There's no barrier between my brain and my mouth. I just say what I fucking think. It's not balls. It's just Yeah, you know what? And it's true because then it segued into weather tech and everything that's going on there. And there seems to be some confusion about that as well, you know, and, you know, with more rational uh, 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 and a more rational mood than I'm in right now, I would say, look, I don't disagree. WeatherTech's a great company. I like their products. I, I don't like that they're advertising on this Tucker Carlson show. I, you know, stay on Fox News. I respect all views, but racism isn't a view, in my opinion. And I don't feel like I need to say that anymore. But y- you get it, right? And, you know, between you and me, some WeatherTech people reached out to me and said, look, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this. This is it. You know, look, look what happened with our buddy Tucker yesterday. <laughs> He's <laughs> now named it a that sexual whole network, and then I, you know, and 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 granted, I don't know Tucker personally, but I do know that his chief writer really uh, <laughs> had some foul views about things. 
and it's just like I don't understand why a company that I like would hitch their wagon to that guy. But what I don't understand is the guys. That guy's a fucking billionaire, right? The owner of that WeatherTech company. What's with the mom jeans? And that's what? the mom jeans. Have you ever seen his pleats? That's that you- just you know he's an old guy like us. We all have our old guy uh, things that we do. Mm. And it's you actually and your- quite fashionable to have mom jeans now. For, like- and, and fashionable <laughs> for who? For for centenarians? For diaper wearers? For who? Well, Ferris I mean, look Sin? at us. We're not really the bastions of fashion, Zuckerman. I'm not we? gonna wear mom jeans. Huh? I don't wear pleated mom jeans. I know, but you know. You remember that time that we, we all went into the Levi's and the jeans guy, the young jeans guys were there and what they told us? They go, all the young guys like the mom jeans and all you old guys wear the dark jeans so you don't look like old guys. I'm an old guy. <laughs> I look like a fucking old guy. But you I do. don't wear capacious pumpkin pants capacious. or biscuit pants. I don't need to have large trousers to absorb all of my farts. I don't. Uh, yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> If you're, be hawking, you're trying you're, to say. if you're going to be hawking a product, try huh? to try to look like you're trying to fucking sell something other than he's Lebowski. Do, he's obviously doing pretty well. I understand, but I don't want to buy things from him when I look at him. But you're buying mats. Doesn't it matter. Not, it's not doesn't close. Matter. It doesn't have a fashion then why line. Why do we have packaging? Why is there what? a whole packaging industry? Why do the always pads have nice, attractive packaging? I would be careful going down this one, Zuckerman. I got a lot of I got a lot of kudos about my comments about the Procter and Gamble and the way they market to women. Oh, you're gonna yeah. But let me just tell you, so, well, by long- the way, some there there were a few. There was one woman. I will say it was funny because people it's they don't just stop listening. They feel like they have to tell you they're gonna stop. Like you're gonna be bothered by this, you know. And they are they're apologetic, and I'm sorry, but where you went. One woman brought up your pad's remark. (laughs) Where I went. If they write three or or four pages, we had like, I mean, there were like four or five people. Let let me give you something. It's not a big deal. Uh, There should be a segment called Zuckerman Unbound. And I will tell you, there is a literary reference there for all of you troglodytes. You probably have heard of Philip Roth, one of the greatest writers in American 20th and early 21st century history. And one of his main characters was Zuckerman. And there was a book called Zuckerman Unbound. And we're going to have a segment right now, Zuckerman Unbound. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be unbound about. If you wear gloves to the fucking supermarket, okay, which maybe you want to do, don't take your nasty fucking gloves off, your surgical two gloves. two F-bombs you just dropped and for the family. throw so. them in the parking lot. I understand after the market you want to get rid of your dirty gloves. You take them off carefully and you throw them into the trash. The same way you would bring the car trash. back, you throw the gloves in the trash. To throw your gloves like dirty condoms, dirty rubbers onto the parking lot for the poor worker who you think this the guy really who's making dirty. 15 bucks an hour wants to go pick up your filthy gloves come on they don't if think I see, about that if i see somebody throw their gloves on the ground in the supermarket parking i'm going to pick them up and shove them into the person's face and mouth you've heard it from me and i'm going to post a picture <laughs> of what i saw today in the parking lot don't be a fucking dick put your cart back and put your gloves in the trash wow so come in unbound there you are supermarket ombudsman yes paul zuckerman <laughs> you like that ombudsman do you, do you remember when you were a kid, the school bus said, this bus shall not, this omnibus shall not be operated if anyone is standing right. both, uh, ahead of this line. And you're, you're in fifth grade wondering, what the fuck is an omnibus? Yeah. 
No. I Did you have that. that sign in your no. bus? Nope. No, I bet plenty of people had I that I had sign. a second grade bus. That was it. The rest of it was walking. We New Englanders, we, uh, you got to walk a lot, a couple miles to school in the rain and sleet. It was always fun, though. Always a good time. Throwing rocks at cars and stuff. And, yeah, we walked. You know, getting beat up. I it was walked, good. Getting beat up. <laughs> Peter German lifted me by my ears. What's that? Peter German lifted me by my ears. Yeah. He was, I was in first grade. He was in sixth grade. Big size difference. We would walk to the bus stop. It was a half a mile. They would be having egg corn and dirt bomb fights, uh, which was fun. Dirt bomb fights were great. Until you took one in the nose. Everything was fun. When yeah, the there was some rocks in there. Yeah. As long as the other guy was taking it, it was great. When you, mm-hmm. got, when you got it, it wasn't tear, hot tears. And then Peter German came. Uh, he must have been six feet tall by the sixth grade, and he picked me up by my ears. Yeah. I remember getting dragged off the sidewalk with Jimmy Lenahan my bike uh, still wrapped around my legs into, into the backyard and some kid going, I'm going to kill you. And then just laughed with his friend and walked away. <laughs> and I went, what? You know, that was such an eye-opening experience. But it, it prepared me for the world. It prepared me for Boston and New York and these cities where at any moment somebody can drag you off your bike and into an alley. I like, think the kid should be. lurks. I think that there was there's some benefit to that horrible upbringing that we had, which was which was every the world outside of your house was a yeah. world of terror. You were either inflicting the terror or more or terror was being inflicted upon you. You know, my favorite story, Zuckerman, and I laugh about it still to this day, is walking home from first grade and walking. Uh, we had to, we had uh, the, the elementary school right next to the high school. OK, oh and there was a shared football field oh in the middle. And I had to walk across that football field to get to the sidewalk to head down to my house. And I got onto the uh, 50 yard line and I'm just, I'm by myself. I was, I stayed late for some reason, didn't have friends there. And I look up in the football stands and it's empty. There's no football practice going on. It's just me. But there's a guy sitting on the top seat way up in the stands and a girl on top of him facing away from me. And I notice she doesn't have her pants on. <laughs> but I don't know what's happening. So I walk up to the bottom of the stands and look up. And I'm just staring at them. And then a guy's head peeks around the girl. And he goes, what the hell are you looking at? And I went, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here before I beat your ass. And then I ran. And then they laughed. And it took me years to understand what I was looking at. <laughs> but Do you remember now, that feeling? I, now I know what I'm looking at. <laughs> that feeling of, of, of having to, being scared and having to run across a field. Oh, yeah. Those were, those were great times. Because when you realize you've escaped. Yes. Like, yeah, when you get 100 steps in, you're like, I got away. There is a thrill in that escape. There is. Right? Do you remember in the wintertime, you've got your parker on, it's freezing, but you're running in so much terror that you're sweating <laughs> inside the parker. <laughs> I was never a dropper in a run or two. I would just take everything with me. I used to make it. You had and, to. You can't drop your books. And then there was a very exciting development in the bullying um, when these two girls, uh, Judy and Lori... Judy Flaherty, they were older, tough girls in the neighborhood, all right? At least those are such 60s names, Judy and Lori. Judy, uh, uh, Judy Flaherty and Lori Savage, whose oh, mom nice. was the crossing guard. Now, these girls were five grades older than us, but lived on, in our neighborhood. And we had a, a two streets full of kids, right? And they said uh, they cornered us one day. 
like bullies again stood over us and they go look we're gonna be your girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna be our boyfriends and we were just like oh okay just don't beat us up so judy goes you're you're my boyfriend mike and because i'm michael i'm not spike and jimmy you're Lori's boyfriend and we were like okay but we just don't want to be beat up and they go okay now you should know something as as our girlfriends Every day you got to buy us candy <laughs> and you've got to bring us gifts. A shakedown. It was this a shakedown. Shake but down. you'll be able to tell everybody in the neighborhood that we're your girlfriends. And still not even knowing what a girlfriend or boyfriend does. This is early. So we start, it got really competitive. Jimmy's like, look, I bought this little candy necklace for Lori. I'm like, God damn. Well, now I got to go get money and get something for Judy. And he goes, yeah, you better because she's upset you didn't get her anything. And I, I realized what we were doing. We were paying, uh, paying these girls during the shakedown. But then these, this kid next door, Gordon, I think it was Gordon Pike. And forgive me, Gordon, if it wasn't you. Ended up being a good guy. We like Gordon and Andy Pike who live next door. But Gordon, who was in their grade, the girls' grade, starts bullying us and starts beating up on us. Lori and Judy run across the street and beat the shit out of Gordon. Oh, a protection <laughs> racket. They beat, they beat him. They beat him bloody, <laughs> and they said, nobody messes with our boyfriends, and boy, they had us after that moment. Isn't that amazing? It's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful story. This is, this is kind of like... And Judy was, she was a good-looking girl. These were good-looking girls. Did you see, they, remember that old movie, My Bodyguard, right? Yeah. This is the way it really should have been, because that's the way this shit was back then. Yeah. And there's no parents around. There was no mentioning Where of bullying. Where were parents? It, it was They're so, gone. There was very distinctively different worlds. Parents lived in another world from us kids. Yes. Right? And, they, and there was a kid world that was self-contained and, and seemed completely distinctly apart from parent world. And very dramatic. There were very dramatic moments, like the moment Philip Hashi turned to me and went, there's no Santa Claus, you idiot. I know the inch of Ellis Avenue I was on when he said that. That hit me in the head like a lightning bolt. I went, what? And all the yeah. lies came back. Yeah. Or when Philip came running down, chased by his older brothers, one of whom I think was a, uh, a, a drug dealer who was arrested for dealing heroin. And I, somehow Philip had ratted on him, and he ran by us and up a tree, and they threw a baseball at him and knocked him out of the tree. At least two stories up, mm. you know, he's wild. And what? again, the kid falls to the ground and there's there's was no police. There's no nothing. We help him up. We feel bad for him. You know, it was uh, a very dramatic and fun time. But at the same time, unsupervised, I burned my backyard down once. We I, burned the woods down, too. Yeah. I was, you know, we were in the woods with with guns and knives and canoes, <laughs> doing whatever we wanted to, shooting at stuff and having a good time. We we st stole a bunch of lumber and a big r reel from the phone company. <laughs> the that big wooden reel was a table, and we made a we made a shack back there, and then we right. had candles, and the candles would melt. And the wax would go into the center of that spool, <laughs> the spool that they had the wire on. Which yeah, was, those are and, great and tables. All that need. wax was in there, and all of a sudden, flames started shooting out the center <laughs> of the spool and like a flamethrower. ran. And we ran, and then we realized. <laughs> exactly. And I, got like a, I ran into my parents' backyard. I got a small little bucket, a beach bucket of water, which was, by the time I ran back, had all of two ounces of water in, in it. And the woods were on fire. Yeah. 
And fortunately, we had a shovel and we managed with, I think. You put it out. We put it out. Wow. Hysteria, <clears throat> psycho strength, that adrenaline psycho yeah, strength. Yeah. The, the, the shed was wrecked, that little shack, that little fort. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time back then. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you, we had a good time. Uh, it was Unsupervised good. <clears throat> like that. It, they opened the door in the morning. They let you out. After like you a, ate your own breakfast like a cat, and then there was some time yeah. come back at some point. I used, occasionally you'd hear a yell out the window, lunch, but you could miss that. Lunch! Just somewhere that you'd turn in the neighborhood. Gangs of kids, stupid fights going on, wars, dirt Football bomb games, wars. baseball games, dirt, dirt bomb fights. Lots of, we used to invent great games too, like uh, I was telling Jack, my son, uh, we used to play a game called Holly Tacker which was a combination of hockey, basketball, and baseball. Oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> no, you don't know it. Well, we did you have it. rolling chairs? Because we did that with rolling <laughs> office chairs. There was a guy who was trying to make a basket, and there was a guy with a hockey stick who could do anything he wanted to stop the basket. Yes. And then if you stopped him, the guy with the basketball would have to pitch the basketball to you, and you could hit it like a baseball. It yeah. was great. We had and then, a, did you have did you have like bunch of roaming dogs in your neighborhood? Of course, because that could kill you at any moment. That we, was great. We had the dog went out in the day. Right, the cat went out at night, and but the neighbors would release their dogs, and they also, couldn't be controlled. Okay, and so everybody's dog was roaming. And when I finally, I begged my mother for a dog. So mind you, this is probably at some point in the seventies, and I finally convinced my mother that that I could have a dog, and her, you know how we. She said to me, okay, bring one home. I was, I was deputized to go hunt down a stray dog to bring home, which right. is what I did because yeah. that's how you got a dog. That's right. You captured a dog. You brought your dog home, right? And yeah. that's what. No, I got someone to give me their dog. I, I was a dog rustler, and that's how I got my first dog. And I remember my dad said, yeah, you can keep it. Just keep it outside. And I said, okay. I, so I said to the dog, Patches was his name. He's already named. Okay, you live out here. And then I went in. Went to bed, ate dinner, yeah. saw Patches like two days later. I was like, hey, buddy, there's my dog. <laughs> we moved from one <laughs> and house. And wait, my, da my dad saw Patches. So Patches was essentially a dog just living on the street. I, my parents didn't really know like anything about taking care of, it, of dogs, maybe not even kids. They, you know, they did all right, but definitely not dogs. Patches, there was this old veteran who lived on our street who looked like a, the sinister character from Home Alone. You know, the really old right. guy with a turn like that. He would walk up and down the street, and he was a Vietnam veteran. And Patches one day barked at him a little bit and, uh, you know, nipped at his heel. And my dad saw it, and then the next day Patches was gone. Patches went to the proverbial farm. Well, yes, and that's how <laughs> things were handled. So, for example, we moved from one house to another about 10 miles away. We took both cats, that, stray cats that we had taken in, to the new house. My mother decided she did not like one of those cats. <laughs> she put them in a pillowcase, drove them back to the old neighborhood, and let them out. Yeah, And that's how free. it was handled. And, and yeah. I remember the neighbor, Mr. Cooney, when his dog, the little poodle Tax, got to be 18, he took <clears> it out back and hit it with a shovel. And then, <laughs> oh, God. And then buried it. That, oh, was, that was animal care in the 70s. Yeah, uh, what a mess. What a mess. Well, we're different now. Now we take care of our dogs. My dog's being groomed and shaved right now. Yes. Little flea, gopher. Flea powders and flea pills and yes. heart pills, eye drops, uh, you name it. All right, let's talk about this, uh, this yeah, that uh, was a Cayenne wild tangent. Coupe GTS. Um, 
not long ago, last week, Zuckerman, and you saw it, um, the Porsche Cayenne GTS Coupe like toupee 2021. Um, we had it at the house um, to drive. I only drove it for three days, so I didn't get a lot of time to be in it. <clears throat> but I'm going to give you my impressions. First, let me give you some stats. First, uh, the price of this car is one hundred and ten five, hundred ten thousand five hundred. This car that we drove, which is in um, Carmine Red, and you'll see it on my Instagram, spec'd out to $161,000 uh, from one ten, right? <clears throat> Let's go over some of the basic uh, stuff that I have here for you. $50,000 in options. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, zero to 60, four seconds. Top speed, 168. <laughs> That's a lot of that's a lot of beef to get to uh, to get to zero to sixty in four seconds. In yeah, eighteen uh, miles to the gallon, four hundred fifty three horsepower. It's got a twin turbo V eight, um, wireless CarPlay and charger, which as you know I like. Houndstooth on the interior, which I love. This uh, these design cues from the past. Um, it's a fast, sleek coupe uh, that. I feel like really looks to erase the soccer mom SUV complex. I've been thinking about why make this coupe? Why make this SUV a coupe? And I'll tell you why, Zuckerman, because it doesn't look like something the soccer mom drives. Mm -hmm. If the soccer mom is listening, you want something cool. This is the thing you have. It has a rich, wonderful exhaust note that is not too much. It doesn't have the droney drone on the highway where you're making too much noise. It has just enough. The car is coming out in fall of 2020. Now, admittedly, a little slower than the turbo. But I like that. I don't it's, need my SUVs it, to go fast. That doesn't sound slow to me. But here's where I started really thinking about this uh, Cayenne Coupe GTS, all right? This is a... this. Vehicle to me is about uh, an alternative to the G wagon, okay? Gotcha. And where the G wagon tilts towards a luxury experience, right? An expensive luxury SUV that's cool. That is a cool factor. The coupe, uh, the GTS coupe, tilts towards a sports car. So when you take that G wagon out in the uh, turns on sunset, right? You're sinking a little bit, right? It's not really about driving fast in turns. When I got into the Cayenne Coupe GTS and started taking turns on Sunset, I felt like I was in a stiff race car that was just elevated in height. Man, does this thing move, Zuckerman. Wow. And it feels substantial, and it feels expensive. It doesn't feel luxe as the G-Wagon. It feels sport like a very nice 911 a turbo or 911 GTS. What? Imagine like they took a 911 GTS and elevated it to SUV status. I, I have a lot. It's amazing how that they, they can carve the segments the way they do and give right. a distinct personality. What's the price differential between a G-Wagon and this vehicle? They're about the same. I, right. I think I recall G-Wagons coming in at about 151, 150 spec'd out, you know, all spec'd out. And they can go higher, right? But again, there's a very clear line between the what buyer of these two, one, uh, what they are. Yeah. And, if, you know, and again, and go ahead and make fun of me if you want. Connectivity is one of the most important things to me these days because it enhances my driving experience. And when I'm not messing around with my damn phone, because now we're all trying to do business in our cars, when I'm not messing around with my damn phone and I can do it by speaking or do it by touching a screen, I'm happy. 
That is the Porsche Cayenne GTS Coupe wireless CarPlay. As much as I love the G-Wagon, it's got a cursor system and it doesn't have a touchscreen, and that doesn't work for me. That ruins my daily drive when suddenly I'm looking down and I'm being dangerous on the road because I can't return a text that I need to return or get a text about a kid where I got to go pick somebody up or something or put in the Malibu kitchen or find out where the police are. Now, that said, I still love the G-Wagon. I think it's an amazing vehicle. And some of you don't mind that system. Johnny Lieberman, for one, doesn't mind it. If, if it were me making a choice, I'd be picking the GTS Coupe primarily because of that. Right? Gotcha. Some of these options, Zuckerman. Here's one of the most expensive packages. The lightweight sport package and carbon fiber. Okay, $12,620 you're adding to this. But when you see the sport design exterior mirror with carbon fiber... The sport exhaust system, the mounted tailpipes in black. When you see the 22-inch GT design wheels, you're going to want to get it. When you see the carbon fiber roof, Zuckerman, you'll want it. Mm. It's it's an amazing-looking thing. Now, I'm not a fan of Carmen Red, and I would not spec this car in that color. It's okay. I really would have loved this outside of Carmen Red, but, you know, whatever. Um, 8-speed Tiptronic S. Good question for Porsche. Why is there Tiptronic? Why don't they put the PDK in that? That's, I'm sure, a stupid question, mm. and I'm acknowledging it. I don't know why. Porsche Dynamic Chassis Control, good idea. Rear axle steering, you can feel it. The ceramic composite brakes, they did not squeak. They were delightful. Um, this car's a winner, Zuckerman. It's a winner. Used to be these GTSs didn't have turbocharged uh, engines. They do now, but with the V8. I, I didn't care. I love it. You really are great at breaking these cars down. You really are a great pitch man. I just like, I like, thank you. And I like just the practical use. Here's another little tip for you, Porsche, all right, from Land Rover. Um, and because I do this in my house. I'm the guy buying groceries right now because I feel like if someone's going to die, it should be me. Mostly because I want to die. Just kidding. I, when I'm returning from this, uh, the, the front door of the supermarket, I want to press the button not only to open the hatch... I want to press the button to close the hatch on the keychain, on the key fob, mm. on the electronic thingy dig. All right? Most of these manufacturers can get us open, but as far as I know, it's only Land Rover. If you click it again, it closes down. That's a little thing. That's my only complaint. I loved it. I love Porsche. I love this thing. You should get one. Well said. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> I am sold. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. I'm driving some cool stuff. Um, and look, I feel like I know we, we, we get off the politics, and I'm, this is the only thing I'm going to say. Look, I respect all views. I respect all of you. And if you need to leave and you don't want to listen, that's cool. But just know you're not going to affect this hour of my life. I do it because nobody plays with it. I appreciate you reaching out and saying hi, but I, I'm bored with your arguments. And most, most people didn't agree with you if you, if you reached uh, with the things you said and you reached out to both of us. But thank you for interacting with us and listening to our podcast. And, and who cares? And who cares? And, and, uh, and so who what would cares? you rather hear us talk about politics no, no, or no. our childhoods? All of it's good. And it wasn't politics. It was about a car story that was going on in the news. Right? Right. Yes. Yes. And Dave McNeil, um, you do have a lot of fans out there. Do the right thing. Get off that stupid uh, Carson Daly show. And buy a new pair of jeans. Don't buy the jeans. I don't mind them. And, uh, and it's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. Because I don't know, Zuckerman, 
<clears throat> if I were any of these manufacturers, I and I had a history of of this stuff, I was kind I was caught off guard by that petrolicious thing. I didn't know that was going on. I, I was just like, what? And then if you would asked me before the 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 whole thing happened, I would have said, I'm not sure anybody cares. But, but the things do. I've heard about the car community right now and and what's going on in them, it, you know, it's I'm encouraged by it. Encouraged by it. I'm worried by the people who aren't getting it that they're, you know, some other names are going to end up going down. And my wish is that everybody catches up to this and we all have a a happy car life together. You have anything else to say before I bring in David Gooding? That's it, man. David Gooding and Company, one of our favorite auction houses has an online auction because they can't get together. There is no Pebble Beach. There was no Melia Island. It's called Geared Online. Um, all you have to do is go to goodingandcompany.com. It's August 3rd to the 7th. Bidding opens on the 3rd. Bidding ends on the 7th. You and I have been invited to check out the cars. They are all at Van Nuys Airport. Um, you can make an appointment for inspections, or they will <clears throat> literally hold their phone up and to any piece in the car that you want to see. They've got some amazing things there. Um, yesterday, I spoke to David, who says hello to you, Mr. Zuckerman. Thank you. That's code for he wants your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we had a great talk from his kitchen of his Santa Monica home. Uh, here is David Gooding. You're listening to David Gooding. Live from his kitchen. Hi, David. Hello, Spike. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? How's the family? Everybody's good, you know, uh, adjusting to this new uh, life that we call quarantine, you know? Yeah. Well, you um, have a lovely kitchen behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What, are you what, what room are you in? I'm in the room uh, above my garage, um, oh, cool. which is my all-purpose everything room. It's now a gym. Uh-huh. It's a workspace. It's a gaming space for the kids. Uh, it's a guitar room for us to practice guitar. Um, cool. It's, uh, you know, the only thing I don't do up here is shower. If I, <laughs> but I would like to move into this room. I love this ah, room. Yeah, it looks great. It looks very comfy. Yeah, you what can see of... in the back there the uh, where I do the crunches. My crunch yeah. pads there and, and my bike that, that I've set up. Um, yeah. My homemade Peloton bike, which is soon going to be a homemade SoulCycle bike, um, uh-huh. is where we get the work done. Oh, good. At good. least for the next 10 years until yeah. the vaccine comes up. <laughs> so, you know, I'm glad you're coming on the show because I've been wondering about you and Gooding Auctions. And you know, as we all know, Gooding and company throws fantastic auctions. What makes it fun, though, is their events intense with lots of people. So when do we go down? You, you do Scottsdale. You have some big auctions uh, in, in January, right? Correct. And then yes. it's uh, maybe February, I guess, toward the end of February, they start closing things down. What, what's going through your head at that moment in February? Well, February, typically we're getting really ready for Amelia Island. So, uh, you know, we're gearing up for Amelia Island and then, just after Amelia Island, we get uh, we have a little break, and then we get ready for for Pebble Beach. So this year is uh, different, of course, because everything is postponed. 
But so you un so you start to realize you're not going to these events are going to get canceled that you're not going to yeah. be there because they're going to get canceled. I remember Pebble Beach got canceled pretty quickly in in March. Yeah. So you know, so you're saying you this this February, what what was going through our head? Yeah. Well, no. Well, what's the pivot for your yeah. business? So yeah. You go. Okay. Look, yeah. you sit down with everybody. We're yeah. not. You know, it's a bummer, but we're it, it yeah. could be a year before we get people in a tent together and have an event and have cars and have some fun. Yeah. What's the plan? So, I really don't even know the plan. What are you guys up to? So, so basically, uh, we created after we had our Amelia Island auction in March. It was a great success. And then just after that is really when COVID took hold. Like literally the following week is when <laughs> everything really began to uh, become problematic all around the world. So uh, in March, we started scratching our heads thinking, okay, what are we going to do if uh, Pebble Beach can't come along? You know, what, uh, if that's going to be postponed till next year, what do we do? So uh, we actually put on the front burner the, the uh, online auctions that we were working on doing and, and developing. And of course, uh, became, uh, you know, top priority. And so we developed this whole online platform called Geared Online. And we're doing online auctions, um, very similar in, in, in approach to our live auctions, where uh, we focus on quality and we have all the cars under, you know, effectively one tent or one roof. We, we actually have a, a warehouse in Van Nuys now uh, where we have all the cars that we're going to be selling. And um, it's, a, it's a great online platform. We're really excited about it. So we're going to be launching our first auction um right at the, the end of july is when the catalog comes out and then the the actual live auction is the first weekend in uh, first week in august yeah so i just went to uh, goodingandcompany.com and mm -hmm. it's right there geared online august 3rd to august 7th yeah. bidding opens at 9 a.m so i'm i'm a buyer yeah. i'm always a buyer you know that <laughs> i so know on I that morning <laughs> at 9 a.m pacific standard time i'm going to goodingandcompany.com Yep. Right. And there'll be a little auction link there. Yes. 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 And then I'm going to see a live auction happening. Yes. You're, you're going to you're going to be seeing an online auction. So you can. Oh, I see. All okay. of the, the, the week before the week before that in July, uh, basically July 27th, you can go through all of our cars will be up on our our catalog online. So you okay. can look at all the cars that we'll be uh, having there to bid on. And so you can examine them. You can. If you want to come up and uh, have a look at the cars, you can set up an appointment to, to see them at, of course, uh, safe social distance. So we, we have all that. But the, the warehouse that we have is a wonderful warehouse where you can view all the cars. Um, so you can you can view them virtually if you want. If you want a specialist, myself or one of our sales guys to walk you around the car with a with an iPhone, we can do that, FaceTime it whatever and uh then the actual online auction you bid during that week just as you would for an online uh, platform wow okay so the bidding yeah. opens august 3rd and then august 7th at what time noon uh august 7th at noon although because we have the the uh anti-snipe so if if there's bidding going you know it can extend beyond right. that time that's so uh, yeah. it can keep going until the bidding is done. So all exactly. the cards kind of wrap up at the same time. Correct. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so are there plans now to kind of roll these out a little more? Like, obviously, yeah. you don't have to wait for events. Now you yeah. can just do this whenever you like. 
Yeah, it's great. I mean, we're, uh, you know, obviously uh, the first one uh, we're anxious to have, but yeah, we can, we can do, do them throughout. It will be, it, it is not replacing our live auctions. It is in conjunction with our live auctions. So we'll, we'll have numbers of them throughout the year in addition to our live auctions when our live auctions are back on their normal schedule. Wow. And what's your assessment of the market right now as you're, uh, you know, watching things happen? Yeah, you know, the market is surprisingly uh, resilient and strong. I think uh, some prices have come down a bit on certainly on on uh, what I would call uh, weaker cars. But we've been we've been selling cars privately very actively. Um Everything takes a little longer, you know, because, you know, if you want to set up an inspection, for example, sometimes people can't get out as quickly. You can't get a transporter as quickly. So some things are taking a longer time, but the, the actual, uh, uh, you know, desire and uh, for, for cars out there is very, very strong. So, um, yeah, I thought so, too. I mean, I keep hearing for cars selling and great cars selling for a lot of money right now. I think, you know, it's one of the few things we can still do. Yeah. And people have plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some people have plenty of money <laughs> yeah. still, for some reason. I don't know how that works, but yeah. <laughs> they yeah. still do. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about some of the cars that you have coming up here. Sure. Uh, let, me, let me go to the page here because I saw there's some beautiful cars that you're selling. Go ahead and talk, you know, pitch me any of the cars. That well, you let's see. I mean, we, we, we've got a, we've got a lovely uh, collection, uh, an exclusive collection. How, of, how many cars are you selling? In this we show? have uh, just over uh, 55 cars that we've got. Wow. That's perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about you guys. You don't have too many cars. It's yep. not a cattle call. Yep. And you also have a car at every price point. So there's something for everyone. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, just like our normal sales, our, our live auctions, I would say, uh, we like to offer something for every kind of, uh, you know, collectors and cars mm -hmm. from different eras. We've got cars from the 30s, cars from the 20s, uh, lots more contemporary cars as well. I mean, that's the bulk of what we have uh, and cars in different price point, points. So cars that are $20,000 all the way up to uh, two and a half million dollars. So. Uh, it's wow. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So some pretty things here. Yeah. So we've got, uh, I mean, we've got a wonderful Ferrari F50 from uh, a collection of Ferrari supercars. It comes with a F40 and a Ferrari Enzo. Uh, and uh, so we're very excited about that. This uh, is the silver car. The silver, yeah. Silver F50. And they look great in silver. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a silver one before. Yeah. Yeah. With red seat inserts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just over 10,000 miles. Um, it's a US spec F50, just two owners uh, from new uh, single, uh, single family ownership since uh, 2002. So just, uh, you know, to see an F50 in silver coming from a great home, uh, we're really excited about that car. So yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. And we're wow. estimating it at two, two to two, six. And there you go. Yep. Uh, and then we have a, a silver Enzo uh, to go with it, which is exciting. Because uh, <laughs> everybody needs, you know, you, you need a pair, okay. right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let me get this Enzo up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Boy, that looks great with tan hides. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. What a car. 
single family ownership, uh, 7,100 oh. miles. Um, yeah. Argento Look at the belts. Yeah. And you've got the right belts in there, racing belts. Look yeah. at that. And these came from the same owner? Yeah. Yep. Yep. This guy along knows how to with cars. Oh, yeah. Along with an F40, too. Wow. Um, yeah. Great F40, US F40. Uh, well, this Enzo is to this is to die for. What is the uh, estimate on this car? The estimate is two two to two six. Wow, somebody's yeah. gonna lose a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you I, find that people generally buy both the cars when they come. It's kind of like when you're adopting kittens, right? And they say, "Look, yeah. if you're gonna, if you want that kitten, you got to take the brother and sister, and you get three. Right. Do people do that? I know the sellers like to do that. I'd like these to go to the same home, but do the buyers generally buy both? It, you know, sometimes, certainly. Certainly we, we find that people uh, fall in love with one and then just have to have the other. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not surprising, and especially these two cars uh, in that silver color combination. That's yeah. uh, that's definitely a pair, you know. But And, and also with supercars, people love to have, you know, often – most people that have one Ferrari supercar have a set, you know, so. Right. You know, what it, because I everybody know needs that, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? Right, of course. <laughs> the, uh, the Enzo, I mean, what, are, what is the maintenance like on these cars? I, I don't know anything uh, about the Enzo. I'm really attracted uh, uh, to the Enzo these days. Is it, is it a tricky bit of business? Or uh, you know, all, money solves all problems. <laughs> <laughs> I found with Ferraris, they once you get them right, they tend to last. But yeah. you, have, you have to take a little time getting them right. No, no, no. I think that's that's completely accurate. Actually, for most Ferraris throughout the eras, they're actually really reliable cars if mm -hmm. you maintain them properly. But they're they're, mm -hmm. they're extremely well built, and that comes from their racing heritage. I mean, to to have a successful race car, you've got to have a car that runs and mm -hmm. finishes a race. So no, they're they're very generally very stout, very good reliable cars if they're well maintained so um yeah no the and the the more contemporary ferraris uh, have certainly been that way so uh all of these cars have had re recent uh, maintenance and uh the services and everything so they're in top order excellent all yeah. right what else you got so um yeah do you want to talk you about have this, want... yeah, the land cruiser i um ah, the land cruiser that... okay yeah 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 beautifully restored 67 FJ forty yep. Land Cruiser, and what is that? What is that color, which is unbelievable? Yeah, it's it's sort of a it's called light olive over coral. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that pretty? Well, yeah. it's it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. And is this a is this a car that someone has customized, or is that yes? That thing? So it it's it's basically restored. It's got an upgraded. Uh, it's had a total nut and bolt restoration. It's got an upgraded uh, later four point two liter six cylinder uh, Toyota engine. So it's the, it's the upgraded, more powerful engine, uh, but it's basically a restored, well, it's a fully restored car. Yeah, Absolutely it looks brand done. new. Yeah, yeah. With so it's a exactly interior. Why did, yeah. How come with these cars, nobody ever puts the seat belts in the back? Like, you know, it's most likely it's <laughs> gonna be apparent like me buying this thing. And yeah. they, never, they never restore them with the seat belts. They leave yeah. those off. 
You know, we have to give something for <laughs> you guys to do. Something you know? for me to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Let my drill out and pull yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're it is the, the drill, easiest right? install. Yeah, this <laughs> this this is an amazing looking truck from 1967, and they do. I've driven them before. I have, you know, I have that old Series 2A. These Land Cruisers drive so much better than an old Land Rover. I hate to say it, but they really are nice to drive. And what a, what a beautiful machine this is. God. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan I, Ward I, might be your guy for this one. Who's that? Jonathan Ward. Oh yeah, okay. An icon. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this one is sixty to eighty thousand, and mm -hmm. um, I I just love the color combination, the year, the spec, all all of it. It's uh, yeah, really well done, and it, you, it is it looks brand new when you see it in person. It is yeah, perfect. I can tell. Yep. And the yep. gas, uh, what is that, a water uh, can on the back on the tire? Or is that extra gas? What do you use that for? It's it's Whatever. empty right now, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tequila, perhaps, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Escape Depends vehicle. on how, yeah, how loud, how loud the kids are, you know? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, do you have uh, yeah. information in front of you? I know you wanted to pick some cars to talk about, so I don't want to... Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, but this this 2002 Mercedes Benz G500 custom pickup truck. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wild looking creature. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell me about this? Uh, I've never well, seen anything like this before. Yeah, that is a custom. I don't. I you know I don't have too much information on that vehicle in front of me. Uh, what I can tell you is it is like the that is the ultimate COVID vehicle. I mean, you could just yeah plow away from anything it is a big germanic uh custom pickup yeah and yeah. it's so it's a pickup truck that kind of looks like a g-wagon in front it's beautiful dark blue metallic with black off-road wheels of some yep. kind the interior looks standard g-wagon from what year i mean maybe uh, 2002 two, right? yeah 2002 yeah, yeah. but yeah. boy is that a special again and and the roof rack Give me a yep. roof rack every time. I'm a canoeer yep. now. I, I lose my mind when I see the roof rack. Oh, you're a canoeer. A, oh, well, you can also well, put the canoe in the back too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. This is re that's a really cool vehicle. Cars and, and coffee it, in and out in the woods. Yeah, and it's a G wagon. And the other day I was at uh, at the warehouse and I got a, a business call, so I hopped into it, closed the door. <laughs> it's like being in a vault, you know. I mean, oh it's yeah. So, you know, right. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's neat. And the tire hanging off the back with the silver cover is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very subtle. Very, yeah. very subtle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else yeah. you got? So, uh, yeah, you like this? Uh, you're, you're a Porsche guy. We've got this yes. uh, 928. ST. Oh, you want to talk the ST? We can talk the no, ST. No, let's do the 928 first. Okay. So, uh, 928, first year. Um, it's an early U.S. spec car. Uh, the 1978. 78, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's got a five-speed. Um, the crazy thing about this car is it has over $100,000 uh, $100, spent on a restoration on this car. Wow. Yeah. Silver black. Silver yeah, black. you can see it in the interior. Yeah, yeah. with that crazy early year uh, striped interior. Um, who just, who did that? Why did someone put a hundred thousand dollars into a nine twenty eight? Yeah, well, because they <laughs> love it. What is the story? They love it. They so, did. Yeah, no, they basically they found it. They wanted to make like the best nine twenty eight, early nine twenty eight <laughs> they could find. So they, they found a 
they found a car with uh, 36,000 miles and then okay. they just carried out a restoration from 2015 to 2018. Uh, this guy, uh, William and and uh, Rob Edwards, two California based uh, enthusiasts. And uh, they just, you know, whatever it took is what they spent on it. it this car is spotless. Yeah, absolutely spotless. Yeah. Now, what's the reserve on this? So we're estimating at 110 to 130. So it's practically awesome. restoration cost. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he so he wants to get out of it for what he put into it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at the yeah. engine bay right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a that's a tight little bullseye. Yeah. And that guy who wants a perfect <laughs> 928. <laughs> we can number. do it. We can do it. We can do it. So his name uh, reminds rhymes with Tynefeld. <laughs> <laughs> Spike. It's yeah. Wallace. Did you say this nine twenty eight? There's I not a bolt scratched on it. But it's I a nine twenty eight, it. Jerry. What? Yeah. yeah. He's the man for it. Definitely yeah, the man is. for it. Yeah. It is perfect. It really is perfection looking at it. All right, yeah. now let's get to this really this ST is gorgeous. Yeah, the ST. So seventy one ST rally car. Uh it was one of the training cars for the uh Af East African Safari. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it is the only one that was white. Uh, it's of course got twin plug 2.2 liter S engine. Um, and it was one of the, you know, it was the, it was the team car. It was a training car, um, beautifully wow. restored, really, really cool. I mean, if you see this car yeah. in person, it's got CB radios, all kinds of the, the detail on it is insane. Um, straight pipes on the back. Straight pipes. Some really great paint on it too. Here, I'm, I'm trying to find the shot again. The yeah. front, the, the the top of the hood is black, as are the front fenders, and yeah. that reaches down like hands over the headlights. And then you've got black meatball on the side. Yep. Uh, mud flaps. Wow. Yep. Flat black. And, just a and a tough look. That's yeah. a flat black. Yep. Yep. And the really classic nice. Porsche racing color of white. Yeah, <laughs> this is what a gorgeous car this is. And it was it was uh, sponsored by Sears in period. So it's got these little uh, Sears badges and even Sears locks on it. And, yeah, uh, white wall, Sears white wall tires, which is it's, I mean, it's done. The restoration is crazy on the dash there, too. I can't quite make are those Hoyer chronos. I think they're Hoyers. Yeah. 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 Dash timers. Yeah. And then you've yeah. got another time rally timer in there. Wow. That's yeah. a car. Yeah. And yeah. how is the, do you know how it, the transmission is geared? Like around uh, the car, short gears? It, it is it's short gears, yeah. Um, all uh, short geared, five speed. Um, so, I mean, it's got to be a blast to drive. Yeah. That'd be the perfect like, Malibu car, like on the, yeah. beach, in Mal on the beach in Malibu. <laughs> That's <laughs> you and Matt Farah. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. now, they, well, it's, it is a really beautiful car. What a! Yeah. I've never never seen this car before. This car is gorgeous. It yeah, skid plate in the front, under the front bumper too. Yep. The, the deco strip paint on the yep. front bumper. What, yep. what, and that plate is that an African plate on the front license? Plate? Yes. Yeah, I believe it is. Yep. And the East African would, Safari. Yeah, I would not change any of that stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't but even register it. <laughs> well, you, you you could you could register it. It's it's uh, road registered. You can drive it on the road. So, wow, yeah, really cool. Really, yeah, really cool. Is, and now is the engine a matching number engine or is yep. it? Yeah, it is. A, it is. It is a correct. It, sorry, it's a correct engine. It's not the uh, original engine. Yeah, correct that would engine. be tough to find. 
after a grueling 4,000 mile contest across yes. Kenya. Well, might, yeah, but, your it, but, it was, might it was, but this is, this is actually, um, uh, probably the most original one because it was the training car. So it didn't get beat. I hell. see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what's the estimate on this car? 950 to 1.2. Worth it. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's a great car. Yeah. For sure. So, yep. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about that one. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, we've got a we've got a great uh, 2.2 T 71 2.2 T uh, okay. Bahia Red, really original car. Comes with a comfort package. Do you have that uh, pulled up? Yep, I have it up. Yep, it's lovely. Um, really original. Uh, could be used uh, as a preservation car if you wanted, uh, or just driven. Comes with its original window sticker. Uh, books, tools, all kinds of records. It was owned by one guy for over 48 years, the original owner, the first owner. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really so nice. So this is a one, one owner car? Well, for many years. Yeah. Yeah. For many years. 65,000 yeah. original miles on it? Yeah. 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 I can tell. Look at that. All your engine stickers are correct. I'm looking yeah. at this. This still has the shell sticker and the air cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a car. This is nice. And there's yeah. that uh, color code badge on the door, and it yeah. doesn't have gobs of paint all over it. All over it, covering <laughs> it up. It's, exactly. It's perfection. It's, yeah. So is, you said original paint? Yeah, mostly original paint. I think it's, it's had a yeah. couple little spots here or there, but yeah, That's mostly original. Great. Paint. Yep. And this is a beautiful red, too. It's like a darker shirt. Yeah. It's nice. Very the nice. Bahia, the Bahia red is the, is the, you know, what I like is, is the. Yeah darker red so yeah uh, that's a winner too yeah i'm in so we're uh, estimating that at 120 to 140 mm -hmm. um so that we've got that uh we have uh carrera 3.2 1984 uh, which is a one of a kind built by the uh, porsche design studio in a really unusual black metallic you have that up no i'm looking for it right now oh yeah, yeah. That is. okay yeah now, the Porsche Design Studio in 1984. Yeah, yeah, where, before where? Porsche exclusive. So it was it was the you know before before they opened Porsche exclusive. I see. Yeah. Wow, look at this interior. Yeah, I know. It's and got the, everything. I know. Yeah, <laughs> certain when you see it in person, that it, it's kind of it's more the interior is sort of an orange, which matches. The, the black, strangely, the black metallic has kind of an orange tint to it. It's wild. Yeah. So the interior is just matches it beautifully. It really is striking. So European specification. Yeah. So what, so what, did the, what, what does that mean? That it was, okay, so originally registered Porsche and later owned by noted historian Dr. George Con Conrad Shame. Conrad Shame, yeah. Yeah, he, that's right. He wrote the, the uh, Carrera. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, I I prefer this interior to, to Can Can Red. <laughs> you know the Can Can Red yes. cars. It's just yes. too. I always feel like I'm in a cow's mouth. <laughs> cool. It's, 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 a cow's mouth. I've never heard that. That's good. I will. I will remember that. But this is lovely, and very. Yeah. It is very European. I've never seen a steering wheel uh, done like that. That's really yeah. hilarious, yeah. and very German. Yeah. Very German. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, we I could talk uh, cars all day. We've got uh, a wonderful 
Bugatti 57, uh, Type 57 drophead. Um, oh, I don't see that one yet. Yeah, not, not up yet. Two to very, uh, very green. Two, two shades of green. Uh, should be up there. Oh wait, here it is. 37, Type 57. Oh, I the my pictures aren't coming up on it for some. Oh, uh, okay. That's all right. Okay. Go ahead. You can so talk it's, about it. It's a yeah, 38. So it's type 38. 57. Okay. Yep. Type 57. Uh, it's got a Letourneur Marchand body, which is a custom coach builder from France. Mm -hmm. um, Eight-cylinder, supercharged, 3.2-liter engine. Very advanced, extremely fast for the day. I mean, this was, you know, one of the most expensive cars of, uh, of the era. And um, uh, it's beautifully restored. It, it won a prize at Pebble Beach. Uh, fairly fresh restoration. Yeah, I think the restoration is about a year old. So... Mm -hmm. um, uh, first time it's ever been for sale. So we're excited about that car as well. What's going on with, you know, these older cars? Like here's a car from the late thirties. Yep. Uh, is, is there, is, are you finding that buyers maybe in their forties and fifties are starting to like these things or is it still just the old guys who trade these things? No, look, it, it, they have to be exciting cars from those periods. So something like this car, a Bugatti that is supercharged, that is a, a beautiful car that has performance features as well. I mean, it's an extremely uh, fast and exciting car to drive for the period. Mm -hmm. um, yes, there are buyers for that. We, we have uh, younger clients that are definitely in their 30s uh, bidding on these cars, looking for these cars. We've been selling uh, these kinds of cars privately because they're actually uh, a little, uh, you know, not as so susceptible to, to price fluctuations. If somebody wants a really special, rare car like that, they they want it. And so um, we've been selling cars like that uh, since March. Uh, we've been more active in that segment of the market than sort of more common production cars. So, wow. yeah. yeah, they are gorgeous cars. I mean, what an yeah. incredible looking thing. Yeah. And they're great to drive too. Fun, yeah. fast, they really? sound great. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're fun. Yeah, and like a, a Grand Prix Bugatti from that period is insanely fast. You know, it'll do, a, a, you know, GP, a great Grand Prix Bugatti from 27 will do zero to 60 in the sixes mm -hmm. for a 1920s wow. car. You know, that's, you know, that's exciting. Very exciting. Do you ever do you ever uh, sell? Do you ever get your hands on the Koenigseggs or the Paganis or? Yeah, uh, we've those? we've had uh, Paganis. Uh, we haven't had a Koenigsegg. Um, I would I would love to to have a great example uh, to 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 offer, but uh, we haven't right. we haven't had one yet. Uh, but we have had oh. Paganis, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's they're wild cars, sensational cars. So, so have you driven and, one or? No, you know, it's a segment that I don't normally pay attention to, but my 10-year-old is way into that stuff. <laughs> right, right. You know, they, I don't know. Your kids always find a way to kind of not like what you do and drive. So <laughs> it, like, I thought, well, geez, I'm kind of covered because look at the cars I drive. Nope. And, you know, they went right to, well, yeah, it's not a Koenigsegg, dad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> And and yeah. so they're you know it's funny and they like those and then they like military vehicles all the things I don't have, but right. I you know I get it you know that's just the kids tend to like the stuff that they see in their movies the Fast and Furious cars and hey at least they like cars and they're the you know you can share that that's all oh, they know yeah okay. they know way more about me at this point you know YouTube <laughs> YouTube they 
you know, you they'll sit, they'll watch episode after episode of the Grand Tour and then Top Gear and just yep. start throwing out facts at me. And and I'll be honest with you, they they're better at it than I am. That's great. <laughs> they know more. They're yep. studying more. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to give them much of a future. <laughs> you can hire them, David. <laughs> you know but, what? Uh, but it's good yeah. for now. Yeah, they like to drive. Today we're gonna we're gonna go drive a BMW 1M and and try to review that for his YouTube channel. So oh, cool. That, that should be some fun. And where do where do you give me give me sort of your view? Where, where do you like to go? Is there is that a is that a can you share that? Where where do you drive or? Well, we we've been driving. There's the you know the impromptu kind of COVID and coffee we call it at the Malibu Country Mart Sundays yep. eight to ten a.m. there, and um, yep. it was really big this past weekend. And but what was nice about it is I, saw, were I saw your post on it. I saw, I saw yeah. your post on it. It was great. Good cars there too. All we were asking is everybody please wear a mask and try to social distance. And it was, yep. I thought everybody did a great job. However, as you know, the car community is just a gigantic, wonderful, we, we got, we all got nothing to do. We're similarly afflicted with this obsession. So yeah, now there doesn't seem to be enough room even there. To, to <laughs> cars and I, sh I usually show up at eight and I almost couldn't find a place to park. And you know, that means we're all going to be lining up at three in the morning. So, you know, my drives, Outside of that are usually uh, errands. I love to run errands in old cars. Yeah, I think there's nothing I, better than using yep. a car to get groceries or, you know, this morning my son went to camp and I dropped him off in the Zagato. You know, it's just fun. Oh, cool. You know, cool. to make some noise yeah. and I end up having a good time running an errand. And uh, so, you know, that's generally it. We don't do rallies. We do the PCH. We'll stop for coffee. We'll do canyons, depending on what, whichever car we're in. And, and then it's back to work, you know. Yeah, yeah. Grab it while you can. I, I, I totally agree with you. I love uh, just taking the cars out, running errands in them, yeah. driving them. You get, a, you get a sense, you know, when you're doing these organized rallies, which are also fun and they're, you know, you get more time and it's... It's different, but you, you get a real sense of the car when you're using it in some sort of practical utilitarian purpose. Mm -hmm. you, you, you get an appreciation for it. Yeah, so, I totally agree. I mean, yeah. these little moments and these little drives uh, become great memories. And, and yeah. also, you don't, it, it kind of, it, it makes you not precious about the car. It makes yeah. you just use it and enjoy it. Because you know who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One sneeze away from death, right? So, <laughs> so have a great Tuesday in whatever you're driving, and right. uh, worry about it later. <laughs> totally, totally. It's good, uh, good catching up with you, David. Geared Online, the new Gooding and Company auction. Geared Online, great name, by the way. Um, Thank you. Sign up uh, to bid. Uh, bidding starts August 3rd. The cars are up right now at GoodingAndCompany.com. It's GoodingCO.com. August 3 to 7. Um, I wish you uh, luck with this, man. I I'm happy about this because it sounds like you're going to be uh, selling cars more often than you used to, which is good news for all of us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. We're excited as well. So thank you very much and for if, having uh, me. I'll find some time. I'll grab Zuckerman. We'll come down to Van Nuys and check out some cars. I was just going to suggest that, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Great, great. <laughs> All right, perfect. buddy. Nice right. chatting with you. Thank you. Okay, All bye. righty. Bye.
Well, there it is, Zuckerman. Some cool cars. You heard about that 911 ST, that uh, that Toyota FJ, and that beautiful green is a lovely car. Um, what do you think? You, you want to go check those cars out? Absolutely. Let's, Ready to let's spend money I don't have. <clears throat> let's go do that this week and check out Van Nuys Airport. <clears throat> That's all we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. We should be back next week. I will add we will be back next week uh, with advertising. We've got to start Boo, putting yay, money. dick pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, every ad, just know, every ad that you hear on the show uh, from this moment forward, um, I made sure the advertisers were, were, were cool with us saying whatever we want about them. I believe there are uh, chewable boner pills. I believe there is hair. I believe there's gonna, we're going to have a lot of fun with it, but um, you know we've got to pay the staff here at Spikes Car Radio. We have people working for us. Here, here. And uh, I'm tired of paying them out of my own pocket. I love you all, even the people who don't love me. We will see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.